0: Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am so excited today. I have a wonderful guest. Um, I met Hector at... So I... I have this beautiful mentor, Dr. Manijé, and we both attend her um, community mindfulness meditation class, and um, she always brings some beautiful beings and souls into the conversation, and um, I met Hector through that, and I had to have him on my podcast today, so I'm so excited to welcome Hector uh, Bolaños today, and um, Hector Bolaños is a spiritual and mindfulness teacher who's certified at UCLA. Um, who has helped thousands of people from all over the world to live with a profound sense of peace, joy, love, and freedom. Hector has been on a spiritual path for nearly 30 years, and as a part of his training, he practiced intensively for two months and a half I'm sorry, two and a half years at a Zen monastery. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Sure. <laughs> he has studied directly with some of the best spiritual and mindfulness teachers in the world, in the United States, Canada, France, England, Portugal, India, and Australia. Well, well, well. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank
1: Hunter. you, uh, Claudia. I'm, I'm really happy to to be here with with you.
0: Well, gracias, gracias, gracias. I'm so excited to have a Latino guest today so we can throw in a little Spanglish. Um
1: <laughs> claro. Muy bien. In,
0: sí, sí, no, I'm I'm like so excited for this conversation. And um, you know, I have my three questions which will be our guiding reference. Sure. Um but I want to get into this a little bit. I'm sure you're going to touch up on, you know, um, being at the Zen monastery and um, practicing for 30 years. I've been practicing for 15 years, so have, well right? So, mm-hmm. um, and having someone who's completely into mindfulness is what also excites me about this conversation because I've had healers from different modalities, right? They attune to whatever works for them, but you know this. This is my passion too, so I'm excited to converse with you. Um, So, the first question is, what was your path to self-discovery, Hector? What was that like for you?
1: Thank you. Well, I guess it all started because I was really messed up. (laughs) Um, Externally, you know, I was very successful. Uh, in, In a worldly sense, everything was going great. By the age of 23, I had already finished my master's degree in in England. I'm originally from Mexico. Um, As soon as I come back from uh, completing my master's, I immediately hired uh, to work as an advisor of the Deputy Minister of Rural Development in Mexico. So a very promising start, very successful career, and I was, you know, the pride of my family and, you know, the envy of my friends. However, um, I was not happy with my life at all, for several reasons. Firstly, because of that sense of ambition and achievement, I was always constantly stressed and tense. Uh, secondly, I was terrible at managing my own emotions. I would get angry for any stupid detail. Um, I was also terribly insecure. You know, it was really difficult for me to make friends, to keep them, not to say or do something inappropriate and so on. So, you know, with all of these things combined, I just felt like my life is just passing me by. I am, I'm, I'm unhappy. So I realized at a very, very early age, that I had to do something about it. Nice. So, um, yeah, I I, I started I, I started practicing when I was 21. I came mm-hmm. across uh, in in at that time Zen meditation, mm-hmm. and uh, with that, that that's how I I it all started. And at first, I was just sitting on my own. Then I found a little sitting group in Mexico City, and then. Through that sitting group, I found a teacher that would come from California to Mexico to give retreats every uh, twice a year, and I I fell in love with that guy, (laughs) and (laughs) and he became my teacher. And uh, eventually, I followed him and I I I went to practice and you know and really study and and live uh, Zen intensively. Uh, And this was when uh, when I was twenty seven I went to stay at this san monastery for two and a half years. Wow, know? yeah, and obviously, as you can imagine my my parents from mexico they they were like you're crazy
0: <laughs> what's wrong right. <done> with you <laughs> what latinos going to a zen monastery what <laughs>
1: exactly exactly I, I don't think nobody anybody had done that before here in mexico you know especially for that length of time right. um but i was just so keen to um uh find a deeper peace uh within myself Okay. i um i also knew that if i didn't do this at, uh, you know at that age later it would be impossible because okay. i knew you know i'm going to find or i'm going to get married i'm going to have kids or something and then later i won't be able to do it so okay. i i just okay. left everything behind And I I went to live at at this Zen monastery, and that's how it all started, you know?
0: I commend you for that. At at that age, you know, to just know that if it's not now, it's not never.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, slowly and and bit by bit, mindfulness practice started helping me to to Mm. overcome these issues that I mentioned earlier. Right. Then... As soon as I finished my stay at the San monastery, my intention was to re- return to Mexico, but life had all the plans for me. Mm. I, I went to Australia to see this, this teacher that I, I had uh, heard of, Barry Long, who was an extraordinary teacher. And there I met the woman that would become my first wife. Mm. So she was English. I fell madly in love with her. So I went to live in England with her and I stayed there for 12 years. I I continued learning with this teacher. Then he died. I continued learning with a few others. Um, and so I guess after about 20 or so years of a lot of inner work, I felt like, okay, the, these problems that I had, I felt like I had overcome them. And so I started teaching Mindfulness informally in England because I thought, well, maybe what I've um, I've learned could be helpful to others as well. Nice. But soon enough, I realized I didn't have enough training; I needed mm. more guidance. And so, uh, a few years later, once I was here in in Mexico, I decided to to become a certified mindfulness teacher, and that's when that's when I went to to UCLA for that mm. year-long training. And uh, since then, I've become a a full-time mindfulness teacher, you know. And uh, so most of my um, students have been Spanish speakers, but also (coughs) people from from other countries as well. Right, Mm -hmm.
0: right. That's that's beautiful. So do you teach mindfulness in Spanish?
1: I do, I do,
0: yes. Okay, okay that's that's beautiful because i i struggle with that i i speak spanish but Mm -hmm. i am not great at translating the terms right yeah even mindfulness how do you even talk how do you even describe it right because mindfulness there's no spanish word for mindfulness
1: that that is correct and in fact i promote my um uh my workshops and courses as a a curso in mindfulness I ah, use si the, the, the yeah exactly <laughs> sí, sí, sí. because the, there is a word which is close enough which is atención plena but it's not quite the same.
0: It's not. Exactly. I use mente presente. Yeah, that's that's
1: very good. Or mm-hmm. presencia consciente is o another presencia word.
0: Consciente. That's yes. a good one too. Uh-huh. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yes. But obviously, and and as you you pointed out, you. you know you have to be able to use the right words, and so it took me quite some time to be able to. Uh, find the correct way of expressing it and also to adapt it to a a Latin audience because, um, you know, there are things that they teach you, for instance, in UCLA of, okay, well, you know, you can tell people how to meditate in this way, but then you have to change that slightly because, for example, just very quickly, if you tell people, in, in Mexico, I invite you to close your eyes, which is like the standard way of doing it here because you don't want right. to be, you know, uh, you don't want to sound too, like, imposing. In Mexico, it's too too lax because people won't close their eyes. <laughs> you know? You have te to invi- admit, close your eyes.
0: You know? Yeah. Te invito a que, que cierras los ojos, right? So, exactly. So, so even that line is weird, like, te invito a cerrar mis ojos what you know yeah. so right
1: yeah exactly and and in in mexico it would sound like like it it sounds weird like and if you ask somebody to close their eyes here in mexico you are not being imposing you're just telling them you know right. wh- what they should right. do
0: yeah Cierra tus ojos y ahora vamos a empezar a exactly. hacer la meditación exactly. right right exactly. <laughs> That's interesting because even right the the verbiage and it's it's so different because of how we're raised and the cultural. Indeed, right we're not we're, right we're not imposing, but because in our culture, just telling you is just telling you we're not. Right, like it's not. I guess by saying like the invitation, it would definitely be weird, and then. Like where's this going? Like what's happening right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: that's so funny. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually took a course in UCLA for mindfulness, and that's how I, I met managee Okay. And great. I fell in love with her, and I went to her home for a couple of mindfulness retreats and meditation retreats. Nice. And, uh, she is, um, you know, you know how she's. She's is is lovely.
1: She's lovely.
0: She is lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, during your journey, I I think it's pretty brave, you know, in your early 20s to see that there was some parts of you that were bothering you. You were bothering you.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And you wanted to do something. You're like, oh, I don't. This is. And, you know, there's a lot of people in their 20s that I've come across where we are. I mean, I think anyone, but predominantly in your twenties, you, you, when you feel in, in this mindset, right? You bothering yourself, like you become so hard on yourself and so hard and so judgmental, right? Like I want to be wise and I want to be able to, um, uh, control my emotions and my thoughts and like have this structure and, and also being aware that words are power, right? Mm -hmm. And being responsible with that power, um, it's important. Yes. But it's also important to be in your twenties. Of course. <laughs> right? To have that playfulness and, and discovery and curiosity of life. That's your your time to do so, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess in my case, I value a lot more m- my own freedom, my I being free from suffering. That's what I mean. Uh, that peace, you know, being more loving, more... Um, finding greater happiness right. than you know, my career and, and, and all that. So that's why, you know, I, I I just knew I had to do it.
0: Right, right. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's beautiful that you just came to that realization. It's a gift to yourself.
1: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Right? Absolutely. And then to
0: go into this monastery, what was that experience like first, you know, especially in our culture, right? Where we've never experienced that life of being in a monastery right and having all day meditation and so how was that transition for you going from you know from where you're raised and grew up versus the opposite spectrum
1: I I guess I had the fortune of having all these years of uh, my own practice at home Mm -hmm. and then the retreats that would be, you know, that, that this teacher would uh, hold here in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I was slowly preparing myself. And so by the time I got to the monastery, I was like, woohoo, retreats all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I loved it. Obviously, there were times that I felt, you know, uh, a bit lonely, you know, right. because the the, uh, the amount of interaction that you get is is very very you know minimal you know you you are in silence on outside of retreats well there are your you know uh your your friends the people that live there the people that come and visit but it's not the same as having a girlfriend or you know having family nearby so that was uh, particularly tricky Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew, okay, this is just for a little bit. Is, this is very good for me, and I'm going to get back. And you know, as as soon as I left the monastery, as I said, I, I, and I went to Australia, I found <laughs> I found a girlfriend that very quickly became my wife. So,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. right,
1: <laughs> that got reversed right. very quickly. Yes,
0: right, and that's a lesson there too, right? You were so starved for for company and and you know, not only by family, friends, but love. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, in your twenties, that's, I, that's forgivable. I mean, it's always forgivable, but also the lesson there is just like, okay, next time I ever do go into a monastery, what is it that I feel like I'm lacking that I can't give myself?
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and if you were to ask me, Hey, Hector, I, I'll pay you, you know, a lot of money and, you would you like to go to a monastery i would say no no that was <laughs> enough I, 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 you know it that was the, the time you know to to do it but i've i've gone through it and now my life is is with my wife with my right. dogs my family life and that is my spiritual practice
0: right you know? right mm-hmm. and my that's work beautiful. obviously yeah yes of course definitely mm-hmm. and and that was such a big lesson for you so that's that's beautiful that again in your twenties to be brave enough to go and do it and just not live the 20 year old life. Right. And just go to a monastery and, you know, learn about yourself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. And And, and growing consciousness. Yeah. Right. Expanding on all of the parts of yourself, right. That we're not um, in the, in the Latino community that we're not exposed to. Right. Yes. We don't meditation and mindfulness are very rare. Um, and that's why, I, you know, this is so important, having the, these conversations um, for our community. You know, this the purpose for meditation is to get to know yourself better and expand the parts of yourself that you've never encountered before.
1: Exactly, right? exactly. And I find the same here in Mexico. The people, for instance, that come to my workshops are, you know, are a minority in a way, right. <laughs> in the sense that a lot of people – I'm um, not really interested. You know, I think there's a higher proportion of people in the U.S. that try meditation or that practice it mm. as compared to to here. Mm. As, as you say, because it's not a part of our culture. We, we mm. tend to be quite, you know, boisterous, quite loud <laughs> sort of people, um, yes. which is fine, you know, it's, it's who we are. Right. But I think that... Um, the ability to be able to be still yeah. is, you know, crucial for our well-being, especially these days. And yes. especially with the amount of distractions that we we, we have in our lives now. Yes, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think that because uh, in all Latino countries, we're all very hospitable people. Yes. A- and implementing mindfulness to that hospitality. Can you imagine, right? Yeah. The kind of people we would actually become as a collective.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and so I think it's a beautiful practice. And, you know, I, I'm glad you have this podcast and you're helping to bring the message out because, mm-hmm. you know, Latinos are, are a beautiful a group of or communities of of people. And so if you add that a little bit of, you know, more presence, more more consciousness, you know, I think it'll help to bring the best out of all of us.
0: Right. It will uplift us as a community together, not, you know, you're from this country and you're from this country when we're all speaking the same slave master language, right? Exactly. Yes. It's not even our language. So we're fighting over nothing and colorism Mm -hmm. also is a, is a big issue, yes, in our communities, which shouldn't be right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to disrespect our people, but I call, I call us, we're mutts.
1: <laughs> we absolutely are.
0: We, we have yeah. every color, we have every background. It's, you know, and that alone. I'm not saying like, oh, we're mutts, but I'm saying it in the sense that we have everything inside of us. Yeah. That collectively, as you know, this human. Um, community we have all of those colors and all of those um, what's the word here all of those influences which yes. we should use to our benefit to uplift each other and ourselves
1: yes indeed indeed Mind. I completely yes. agree
0: yeah so yeah I, I, I try to pay attention to you know everything you know in mindfulness you're such an observer it's it's it doesn't it's, I think it's together. Like you can't be mindful and not be an observer. It's, it's.
1: Yes, yes, it comes together because finally this practice just makes you more aware
0: mm-hmm.
1: of everything, you know, everything. of what is going on within you, outside you, what people do around you, mm-hmm. the lack of consciousness or the lack right. of, you know, um, awareness. Everything right. starts becoming. Um, you know, coming more into light, I, right, I think. For sure. Yes.
0: And I've, I don't know about you. I wanted to hear about. Um, so whenever I, I do come into contact with a stranger that's in our Latino community mm-hmm. and they ask me, what do you do? I've actually decided to just be honest and just explain what I do. I teach mindfulness. I have a podcast on mindfulness and um, explain what mindfulness is. And mm-hmm. there, it's very welcoming. Mm -hmm. right there they understand our people understand like oh yeah i know what that is i i see why that would be beneficial um and they are also more surprised in a good way like oh yes so i don't know have you come across any of these experiences when you tell someone like oh this is what i do and what their reaction is
1: um well here in mexico mindfulness is not as known as it is is in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So when I explain to people, you know, what I tell, you know, I'm a mindfulness teacher. First, I I always have to explain what mindfulness is. You Mm -hmm. know? Okay. Very few people know, even even people that, you know, perhaps you would expect. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, not long ago, I went to see a doctor in a very, very fancy hospital. And, I thought, you know, this guy has been, he has a degree from a U.S. university, you know, he'll know. He was like, "What? what is mindfulness? So I was a bit surprised. Right. So um, I, I do explain to, to people, you know, and then they go, ah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it helps you to be less stressed and it helps you to be... Uh, more calm and everything Mm -hmm. and they go oh that's that's very good that's very good you know but (laughs) i have to to do the my my Mm -hmm. 15 second explanation you know (laughs) people usually yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and and that's where you see like there's work to still be had right to
1: very much so
0: um create this awareness in mindfulness not even teach it just having the awareness of what is it and why is it so important right yes Mm -hmm. yes i like to I'd like to tell people that you know mindfulness is a part of who we are already, right? It's not something that you have to go and seek and learn. It's just something we have to practice, right? Because we're not taught that, (laughs) (laughs) even that.
1: Exactly, and and mindfulness. I mean, mean, it's certainly an innate ability. Mm -hmm. There are many, many times when all of us have been mindful Mm -hmm. without even knowing it. You know, (laughs) perhaps when we're working and we're really focused on a you know uh, on a report at work or when for instance when we are making love people yes. you know it, it has been studied yes. that people are, are, are mm-hmm. much more present at that yes. moment Absolutely. uh or when we are watching a beautiful sunset or playing with our children mm-hmm. but that obviously is not the case for a lot of moments and a lot of instances in our lives you know no. Um, you've probably heard of this study, you know, that has been quoted uh, very, very often that, um, you know, some we're only present about 47% of the time or yeah. so. And so, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement right. because there's many in- moments where we're just... In la luna, as we say in Spanish, no? we, we, sí. we are we are so
0: distracted, and, right? Yeah, right. And and it's so much harder now than when we were younger, because there is this social media aspect and the internet, and then having access to these phones that we didn't have. We we had a cord phone, like hello. And then that's all I did. It just <laughs> called, and you make calls. And now the phone is a computer.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And if somebody tells you wait for two two minutes i'll be right back what do we normally do we take the phone out you know so we our capacity to just be still be present and be listening to the noises and sounds around us for example okay. you know has has is really impoverished
0: it, it has that's a great yeah. word i'm glad you use that because that's exactly what it is and it breaks my heart i'm sure it breaks your heart to just see that we can't be present and yeah. You know, I'm so happy that I I could talk to another mindfulness person. Um, (laughs) But because the present moment, if people understood that there's so much magic in the present moment, there's so much magic, so much magic. The secret is the present. Absolutely. Right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. And what we normally do is we are constantly projecting ourselves mm-hmm. out of the present.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we we when we do that and we go into the past, for example, then the mind invariably ends up thinking about something negative, something that went wrong, a problem we had or a fight we had with somebody. And immediately we start reliving those moments and we experience the emotions associated with those events. Wow. And when we project ourselves into the future, you know, right. then the mind, again, doesn't start thinking about how good things are going to be for us, mm-hmm. but how, you know, if I lose my job, and then how am I going to pay the rent and the yes. kids, the, the, the school and the car and the mortgage and, and so on. And then we experience anxiety, mm-hmm. fear, stress, right. tension as a result. So... Mm-hmm when we just come back to the present moment, it's like, ah, everything is okay right now. Yes, <laughs> you know? But yes. but we, we just jump out of it constantly and then we start to suffer. Yes. Inevitably.
0: Inevitably, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, in this life, we're going to suffer, but the point is, you know, there's different sufferings in the sense like if someone we truly love passes away, right? That's a, a suffering we can't avoid. It's just part of life. Yes. But if it's a self-suffering, right? Because you're saying, you know, how in the past we're just stuck on what happened and in the future we're just thinking about what could go wrong. Exactly. And so I'm glad you brought that up because those are conditionings, right? Those are not natural vibrations of your life, to be thinking negatively of the past and negatively of the future. And you're just stuck in this like suffering game of like, Oh, it sucks. It all sucks. Yeah. And this is a moment as we're having this conversation for the listener to think about, do you go there? Are you always thinking about negative things of the past? And are you always thinking that the worst is going to come? Because if those are true, then there's conditioning there. You need to release them and you need to understand what type of self-talk are you're having with yourself. Why it, can it be possible that all things can work out in the future, mm. right? And then the past, the things that did hurt us, what were the lessons there? How did I become stronger because of this? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And and many times, I mean, I'm, I'm very glad that you mentioned this because, yes, we, we can learn from the past, mm-hmm. uh, you know, But often we are going into the past just out of habit, you know, and and for example, we may be taking a shower and the Mm -hmm. mind just goes off into the past on its own. And it's like, as as we say in Spanish, disco rayado. No, it's like again and again (laughs) and again. And, you know, that that kind of circular mental activity Mm -hmm. doesn't serve any purpose you may already have um, taken the lesson out of what happened, but just by going and thinking about it over and over again, it's just mm-hmm. creating emotions, negative emotions, right. you, know, f- f- free, you know, for free, you <laughs>
0: know. <laughs> you're poisoning yourself exactly. for free. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> by playing the broken record over and over and over. Yes. And, and I'm glad you're saying it that way because... While you're feeding yourself negative emotions, right, you're vibrating at a low frequency.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And so when you're spiraling down in this broken record of negative emotion, it's going to be really difficult to rise above that. But that's where awareness comes in. Yeah. Right. And paying attention, be like, oh, wait, every time I do go in the shower, I am always thinking negative things from the past. I am always thinking about the wrong things that could happen in the future. And I'm not here saying like, oh, my God, this water feels so good. Oh, it's warm or it's cool. Um, You know, as I'm scrubbing my hair, maybe I can give myself a massage, you know, giving yourself things versus taking away from yourself. Which yes is what you're
1: doing. Exactly, exactly. And it's it's incredibly simple, you know. It's yes. just letting go of all of, of all those stories of of that broken record and coming back again and again and then the moment you do it, it happens just as you explained. You know, you just start saying, "Oh, what a what a lovely shower I'm having. This is yes. so good. Thank you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> then gratitude rises
1: exactly, and, and and your your vibration also arises as well.
0: Because the gratitude is that's where we're able to rise at our highest. It's not love; it's gratitude. Yes, yes. And then, um, I mean, personally for me, when I do shower, I thank the water always. Nice, because you know, not even because you know the water as an element, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm I grat- yeah. Grateful for it, and the, I'm water. And then having water, having clean running water, at any point of the day that I desire, I can have water at any temperature.
1: Exactly. What a miracle.
0: What a miracle is that, (laughs) right? How many people don't have water to drink, to shower, to wash dishes, or have a home with water?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I'm not yes. saying to think of the worst but these are the things to give you gratitude of what yes. you do have that we take for granted every day.
1: Absolutely. And I found in, in my experience that by being grateful also the mind starts become quieter mm-hmm. at the same time. Because if you think of it the mind is a bit like a problem solving machine. Mm-hmm. It's always trying to find you know <laughs> to fix things for us and and always looking after us in in a way sometimes in a weird twisted way but it's always trying to ensure that we're okay and when we are grateful and we start looking at you know the good instead of looking at the bad then the mind is also a bit like a magnifying glass Mm. and so if you start looking at oh i have water in in at, at home and we also have electricity and we also have a bit of money, and there's this and there's that, then the mind starts looking, oh, yeah, and there's also this and this and this. And And so there is less problems, there is less things for the mind to need to fix, and therefore the mind is quieter. And so it it works beautifully between what we could say mindfulness and gratitude, being present and, and, and gratitude work hand in hand. For sure. Yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's so important that we talk about this. Um, Practicing gratitude is part of the mindfulness practice. Yes. Right? Because you're being aware of what you're grateful for. Exactly. And not not just now. Every day. Mm -hmm. Take a moment. Find a, a place of your day where you're able to sit and think of the things that you're grateful for. Every day. If you can do that for like five minutes of your day you'll start to notice that that time will expand and then that will overflow into your entire day
1: exactly exactly yes i i don't know if you have uh, mentioned this earlier in in your uh, previous podcast but um the the brain is conditioned and as is biased towards looking at the bad and mm-hmm. at what is not working and so, by taking these five minutes that you are mentioning, then we are counteracting that you know natural bias of the brain to focus on the negative,
0: right. and
1: you start you know focusing on on what is working on what is good on the on the positive
0: right. and, you start reprogramming the brain
1: you know yes, yeah, in many ways,
0: and that's where neuroplasticity comes in, right where we're creating new neural pathways in our brain. Because if you think of like a road, right? And the road that you think of is negative. How many times have you walked that road? It's well paved. Oh, it's well paved from your thinking of negativity. So it is going to be harder to amend that into a new path that you never walked on before. And there's no footsteps. And you've got to start creating them. And that's what the five minutes are, right? Those are your five minutes of the day of even giving yourself a, a breath break. Right, because the breath Absolutely. is so important to come back to the present, and that's a gift that was given to us. Right, if we get lost, because the mind is this, 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 this machine that is it is programmed to help <laughs> us, protect us, to problem solve, to to live this life. Right, all these beautiful things, but yes. we can't let it be our master. We we are the master. Absolutely. Right? And it it is difficult to shift that for a lot of people who don't have even just that five-minute gratitude practice, right? Just having the awareness and listening to this conversation, I, I want everyone to understand, and I say this a lot in a lot of my interviews, this is for you. We're having these conversations for you because you are me and I am you. And if you're having a hard time, then I'm having a hard time. And that's why we're teaching this.
1: Yes, absolutely. And in my workshops, I always ask people at the beginning, well, what brought you here? You know, And mm-hmm. often the answers are like, well, I want to be able to manage my anger better or I want mm-hmm. to be less stressed or I want to be more present. And you can see the 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 rest of the people going like yes yes me too me too so Mm -hmm. it's what you're describing i think it's a very common experience we all um we all need to be more present we want to suffer less we want to feel more at peace so i'm I'm glad that we're having this conversation and i'm very grateful for your podcast because you're helping to you know, spread this message and and to make it more accessible to people.
0: Right. 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 Because it is like anyone in the world can listen to this. So it's it's all about the message. And um, now that you spoke about, you know, a little bit of what you, you how you start your class, what is the process of your work? Like how how, you know, once you decided to get your certification, how did you start forming the workshops that you now offer?
1: Well, um I guess I took the bits and pieces from the various teachers mm-hmm. that I studied with. Uh you could say that my courses, my mindfulness courses and workshops are not like the traditional content that you would find, you know. Um and and that's one good very good thing that uh, from UCLA that unlike uh mindfulness based stress reduction where you have to stick to a very mm. set protocol and right. you have to tell people not this is what we're going to do and this is how long we're going to meditate for mm. with you know the, the the approach that UCLA um uh recommends then as teachers we are we have a lot more flexibility so i've brought in you know, what I've learned from from different teachers. Mm. Uh, It took me, obviously, time to find the right balance. Again, for instance, for the workshops that I give here in Mexico, you know, Mm -hmm. to to really tailor them to the Mexican culture, um, uh, the the preferences, the timing and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I've also found out, interestingly, is that um, when I was offering eight-week-long courses, the attendance towards the end of the, of the classes or the course was not very high. So mm-hmm. I thought, why not offer it as an intensive workshop and I teach everything in one weekend? And that's what I, I do. And it actually works really well because obviously people attend both days and then these two full-on days from nine till six. And so I take them through the very basics of, you know, what is mindfulness, a little bit about the evidence behind it, some of the basic practices. We do a lot of exercises and a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. And then I start teaching them how to uh, incorporate this to manage stressful situations and how to recover quickly um, from stress. Then on the second day, we start looking at how to bring this and apply it to a pain or a physical pain, right. um, how to manage your emotions better, how to communicate with greater presence and, and listen better in particular, uh, how to bring more mindfulness into your work uh, and all those kind of things. And, right. and l- l- towards the end, I just give them a bunch of suggestions in terms of how to continue with their practice, how to mm. continue uh, deepening it and and right.
0: so on. Mm-hmm. Ah, beautiful! Yeah. And you know, for for the Mexican community, what is what is the, the the most popular consensus when they're done? I'm sure they're surprised at themselves, right? At the things that they're able to do. What are you? What are the compliments that you receive usually after?
1: Oh well, then I'm the best te- teacher they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, sorry, only <laughs> only joking. Yeah, yeah um no they they they're very happy you know they they feel uh there's a sense of like this is going to make a really good difference in their lives Mm -hmm. they know that you know it's up to them Mm -hmm. to continue practicing and obviously i have a number of things to to help that sustained practice Mm -hmm. after somebody takes a, a workshop um but uh, yeah, people people feel really happy, very calm, mm. uh, and like they feel like, for instance, one of the things that they say is like, "Oh, I never thought I could meditate," or you know, when I went to somewhere else or with somebody else, it was really hard, but you made it really easy. So mm. uh, that's that's also very positive, I think.
0: Yes, absolutely, because. Like everyone else, right? It's about the teacher, right? If, yes, if we connect well with the teacher, then we're able to take in the information that's given to us. If we don't, then it's not and I feel like with meditation and mindfulness is so important um but I feel like for us in this field, compassion is so big, right? So we're able to be there with you and understand if you are struggling w- what can I do? How can yes. I help you right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think the role of the teacher is crucial in the sense of teaching from presence, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, um, that is the most important aspect, in fact. Not so much the exercises, the knowledge, the information that you can share, but showing with your own being and in everything you do and with the quality of listening and Mm -hmm. everything, even with your tone of voice, that presence, and that is what really communicates.
0: Yes, oh, I'm yeah. so happy you brought that up. It's so, yeah. so powerful, right? Because, again, the present moment has magic, but if you practice presence, mm-hmm. right, which is beautiful because when you do with anyone, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a class setting, but when you're practicing presence with someone, you're holding space, right? Right. Now I'm holding space for you, and even if your ego doesn't see that, your soul and your heart can feel it. The intent behind what I'm giving you is it's in a in a realm of magic, right? because this isn't something that we can calculate scientifically and say like okay, when." <clears throat> Hector, okay, Hector, go do the presence thing and then we're going to calculate how much, you know, what vibrates, what comes out, what happens. It's just, a lack of, for a better word, is magic, right? Because it's just the attunement, the vibration, the frequency that we're holding for you right exactly. now. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, absolutely. And um, it, one of the things that I do is I have a, a group that comes and joins a weekly meditation uh, with me, and often people say, "Hey, I, I notice that when I'm here, my meditation is much deeper, mm-hmm. and I'm far more in, inwardly quiet. Quiet. So uh, the way I see it is like, yes, it's because you are, in a way, and and this is not being presumptuous, but it's just the the truth." you're benefiting from my own presence and my own calm and energy. And that helps you to quiet down much quicker than if you were to do it on your own.
0: Correct. Yes. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure Nikola Tesla would be so proud of us right now. (laughs) Vibrations (laughs) and frequencies and how it does affect everyone, right? (laughs) Yes,
1: indeed. indeed.
0: Praise you. Um, But it is that. It is exactly that, that your aura is in this beautiful, calm, vibrational state that when you're hosting your classes, it expands to the entire class. So now we can do this. Let's start yeah. the meditation. Let's, okay, let's talk about this. And everything that you do is so present that even your words, right, as they resonate in, in this frequency, that your ears are able to accept and the vibration of your spirit is able to to penetrate the monkey mind.
1: Exactly. And, you know, these classes are done by Zoom, and even through that medium, <laughs> you know, that presence communicates.
0: Right. Because, you know, as we're doing this right now, right? Exactly. And we're, we're feeling this beautiful conversation just organically unravel yeah. because this medium is working through vibration and frequency and sound. Yeah. So why wouldn't it be able to translate what I'm giving, right? And that's the positivity there of technology externally, because we have our own technology. Yes. So our technology is working with the external technology for this 3D realm, right? Mm-hmm. The the dense light that we can hold and touch everything. Yes. And using that, right, to to just push that into that medium, our our own technology into this external technology for it to infiltrate and penetrate the people that we're trying to reach and and touch and help and even this, right? As I'm doing the podcast, why I'm doing it is because of what we're talking about right now. And it may seem for some that, like, what is she saying? Vibrations and frequencies. If you don't understand what we're speaking of at the moment, it's okay. Because when the right time comes, it's going to click for you. And everything that, for, for those that are not aware, like when you're learning something or you come across someone that uh, may change your life in a way that you didn't expect, not at that moment, your subconscious is picking up all these beautiful gems. But when the time is ripe for you, right and ripe, It Mm -hmm. will like release that information, and then you'll be like, "Oh, when they talked about frequencies and vibrations, oh, okay." Because if we get into it, that's gonna be another hour, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) it's what I'm trying to say. Like, I would love (laughs) to get
0: in here and talk about this, but that's not what this conversation is about. But I just don't want you to feel lost uh, as the listener. But you're understanding the listeners, understanding that. You feel my words. You feel Hector's words and everyone that I've interviewed. And so that's why these classes do work. You know, I want you to understand that this beautiful essence, this love is much bigger, that it can be um, transmuted through technology, through your community, through your family, and through yourself.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Right? Right. Yes. It is It is that love, that love that, and it always comes back to it because it's all it is. Even how you said, like, it's so simple. Life is so simple, but we complicate it. And also, because we've been so conditioned to live a certain way, thinking that that is normal life, it isn't. It's all about this loving frequency And as you're giving that loving intent in the present moment, like you're doing magic on magic on magic, right? (laughs) Like (laughs) love, presence, frequency, vibration, you know, expanding the calmness and the compassion within yourself. Like it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, that's why I was so happy and excited to talk to you. (laughs) Because, you know, uh, being in the mindfulness field and having that deep understanding as you've been practicing it for so many years. And I have to, you know, to to have the conversation of presence and, and presence and that I feel like that is the foundation to all of life. Right?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And uh, that, that presence is essential basically to anything we do. If we want to be, If you want want to perform effectively at work, we have to be present. If we want to enjoy our holidays, you know, we have to be present in those moments. Because if I am in, you know, the most wonderful beach uh, in the Caribbean, but I'm thinking about oh my God, what am I going to do with my boss when I come back? Mm-hmm. Or what, mm-hmm. you know, my ex did to me 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at the beach. I'm, right. I'm mentally elsewhere.
0: Right, correct. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's also important because one thing that we're not talking about is um, when you're being present at the beach, right, you're there fully because the next moment you won't be there. Yeah, And when that moment comes, then that moment comes. And what I mean is like you're not going back to work. I mean like when you're home with the people that you love the most and practicing presence and being present with them. Mm -hmm. So when they pass, when they die, you have these beautiful memories as opposed to not being present with them. When you had the opportunity to be and share and create life together.
1: And in, in fact, exactly, exactly. That's one of the things that I teach my students. Be with their, uh, you know, family, partner, children, parents, assuming that assuming. It, one day it'll become uh-huh. true. But um, right. By, in, by doing that, then there's a quality in the interaction. And you know, when the time comes that, okay, my mom died, for example, well, I was present with her, you know, and I enjoyed the moments I had with her instead of having the regrets that we often do because we are not present. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. A hundred percent. So yeah. important. And also one thing I've learned when you are present with the people that you love, when they do pass you're able to go back to that memory as if it was yesterday because you were fully yeah. there. So you're able to really relive it in a beautiful mm-hmm. space versus, you know, uh, the, the regret, right? Let's say you had an argument. That was the last time that you had an interaction with that person yeah. that you love. And now you're just playing that broken yeah. record, right? And so it's more about avoiding suffering. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we can we can avoid these sufferable moments, and we don't have to live in these broken records. We don't have to live in any of the ways that are negative or not helping you vibrate in a higher state of love. You don't have to be there. You don't, is what we're trying to say. We, you don't. And mindfulness is such a big tool that can help you get out of those situations, yes. right? By practicing it every day. Just as you practice instagram and you practice netflix and you practice (laughs) gossiping those are practices you know we don't look at it that way but those are practices and they're not beneficial to our loving vibration
1: yeah Yeah, i agree i agree completely
0: yeah yeah so um i know we're almost out of time but i want to get it into your book which i love the title it's it's i mean considering what we're talking about get your love right yes
1: Exactly. Right? Thank you.
0: So please tell us a little bit well, about... Basically, this
1: it's um, a very practical guide to help couples um, create a, a truly loving relationship. A relationship mm-hmm. where you know there's a minimum of problems, of fights, of conflicts, and the relationship right. feels really strong, sweet, fulfilling, and obviously there's an important element of of mindfulness in you know right. because obviously to be able to love you have to be fully present with your partner you know mm-hmm. if i am with my wife but i'm right. you know thinking about what i'm going to do next week or about the the match or whatever mm-hmm. then i am not with her and in that moment i'm not really loving right. her you know um, right. But also that presence is essential in terms of being able to manage myself um, well, manage my emotions and mm-hmm. be responsible for them. Right. It helps me to also acknowledge and see, you know, what's happening inside me and, and that helps me to be honest. And honesty is right. uh, one of the things that I explain in the book is is the basis of love, mm-hmm. because if there is no honesty, mm-hmm. then Love, you know, cannot be. You don't know where you stand with your partner and, and vice versa. Mm. Um, and so it's it's not just mindfulness. Obviously, there's a, a bunch of other, you know, principles, mm-hmm. techniques, suggestions right. that I have uh, there in the book. And one of the things, lastly, just to, to mention, that I, I talk about is that you can use your own love life as a means to grow as a as a man or as a woman, you know, and it can the relationship mm-hmm. then becomes a means of you know emotional, mental, and and you know growth and and consciousness as well. So, um, it in my case, my own the the relationship with my first wife, which lasted for about nine years, and then with my uh, current wife, uh, they they have really transformed me and they, they yes. you know, have really helped me to mature, become a much better mm-hmm. man, a more conscious uh, man. So right. if we use the, the relationship intelligently, mm-hmm. then it's like an alchemical fire that, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that yes. helps you to yes. burn <laughs> away everything that is not good and, you know, brings out right. the best in you.
0: Wow, alchemical fire, yes, you're talking my language. I mean, I'm 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 in love with this conversation. I could talk to you all Wonderful. day. Of <laughs> but it's so important that you bring that up because you know it's not only in relationships, but predominantly in in a loving relationship because you're dealing with this person every day. That they become your exactly mirror. exactly right, and in that in that. Gift is where you need to see, like, when they trigger you. Why are you being triggered? What is it about what they said that's triggering you? You know, and and go in deeper. Yeah. Right? And perhaps, you know, it's something that triggered something from Mm -hmm. the past. And also maybe their tonality. And you can also talk about that. Your tonality when you said this, you could still, you know, we can talk about anything, right? As you know, in a relationship, you could talk about every topic, even the uncomfortable ones, but when there's presence, and loving tonality, and having that genuine, um that genuine feeling of wanting to to get into that specific topic without attacking,
1: exactly. yes,
0: you're able to get into them and really explore. And then you're breaking that. You're you're using that alchemical fire to now expand each yeah. other. While you're talking and about
1: you those. are actually mentioning two essential points that I m- mentioned in my book one about the the mirror uh, for me it's um, a, a very important part of creating a conscious relationship is explicitly asking your partner hey if I'm not loving you enough or if I am doing something that is affecting you please tell me yes. I love you dearly and the last thing I want to to do is to hurt you. So if there's anything that I'm doing or not doing, mm-hmm. please tell me. And in that way, then mm-hmm. your partner becomes your mirror. Mm-hmm. And that mirror, you know, if you listen to what he or she is telling you, then mm-hmm. helps you to to grow. And at the okay. same time, you know, this other point that you mentioned, you know, the the importance of speaking calmly and, and using the right tone of voice. And uh, uh, in the okay. book I mentioned, Don't dump your emotions onto your partner Mm -hmm. because the moment there is, there is even, for for example, a hint of anger, then the partner goes becomes defensive and it becomes really difficult to have an intelligent conversation. So it's really, really important to be able to, you know, take the necessary time to calm down and then talk, Mm -hmm. you know, because we are not used to doing that. We just, a shouting right. or
0: like, mm-hmm.
1: and then right.
0: it, it, that is right.
1: not a good way, you know.
0: No, mm-hmm. no, and, and you know, I'm sure listeners are out there thinking about their past relationships. Like, you know, if you're hating someone still to this day, there's an ex out there that you still hate, my dears, you are holding on to a part of yourself that you haven't healed. It is not about them, they are no longer in your life. It's you that need to heal that part of yourself yeah. that is still hurting yeah. you. Um, and, you know, also with relationships, it's not only romantic relationships, but let's say if you're in your 20s and you live with your parents or uh, you live with your siblings or a friend, these are all yes, mirrors. absolutely. Everyone's a mirror. And, you, you know, this is the, 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 the goal of life is to treat each other the way you want to be treated everyone you encounter even the person on the street asking you for directions if you just tell them to f off would you like Mm -hmm. that to happen to you when you're lost somewhere in the street like oh man i don't know where i am let me ask this person and they tell you that you're gonna be like damn okay you know what what was that about so every chance that you get to use the people in your life as mirrors, do that. Because like Hector said, it is your opportunity for growth and expansion, right? You become such a, like, not to say better because you're you're not like the person you are today is sucky. No, it's just the person that you are today will benefit from who you're going to become tomorrow. You need the today person to become the tomorrow person. So there's no part of you that is less than. tomorrow person yes right
1: exactly exactly and you know if we can go back to to just talking to about you know intimate relationships it's it's a process and there's going to be Mm -hmm. mistakes there's going to be errors you're going to slip up uh, but as long as there is that intention of growing together you know in in love right. and more presence every day then right. it may take a really long time and it took me many many years you know but of um it, it really works you know and uh, right. um the relationship becomes stronger you know uh right. there's there's more harmony there's less fights right. and uh right. so it it becomes right your relationships be- becomes a spiritual practice in itself. You know?
0: yeah. Yes, yes, beautiful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, they do become your spiritual practice unbeknownst exactly, to you, right? Exactly. <laughs> they don't know, right? <laughs> but it is that beautiful gift. So, you know, in essence of what we talked about today, life is a gift. Every moment that we have is just is. that. Every moment mm-hmm. shared... Even I'll share personally when I'm here with whomever I'm speaking with for today, today's Hector, I am fully present. And I've had moments where I'm not present with the, the person I'm interviewing. And I can tell immediately what it feels like is like um, you and I are sharing a vibration. And when I decide to not be present, I break off the yeah. vibration. And then now I've lost what is he saying and where are we going with this conversation (laughs) and what was I going to ask, right? And also allowing, you know, there's things I want to ask you, of course, but the other thing that is important in any relationship also is um, listening without responding, right? Because when you let your ego just like, wait, I want to say this, Is your ego want to say this? You don't want to say this. But when you listen, let the person speak, and you hold back, a different question will arise versus the initial question that you wanted to ask. Now your heart and mind actually like, oh, they finished what they said. You get to process what they said, and now you get to ask from a different space. Exactly,
1: exactly. And Mm -hmm. often that... Second question, or the question that comes from presence, is the right question, and it's a very spontaneous right. thing, and there's it, like
0: mm.
1: a like a flow that it, it feels very yes. natural. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 Oh my God! Can I talk to you all day, <laughs> Hector?
1: <laughs> of course, of course. I just have to go and eat because I'm hungry, <laughs> but I can come back later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come back later just we'll put it on hold. <laughs> uh I cannot thank you enough really and I'm so happy we met at manager's class and um I look forward to, you know, I, I also want you to know this is your thank home. You. So if you come up with a new book or a new program that you want to talk about, this is your home and you're welcome back at any point. Please because I mean this is what it's about. It's creating this community and um knowing that I am you and you are me. So we're here to help each other. And uh, yeah, I am, my heart is full. Thank
1: you. You're so sweet. Thank you, Gloria, And I I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you. And I wish you so much success and, you know, keep teaching our people. You know, I'm I'm so glad you're down there. It gives me an idea. I was like, maybe I need to go out there and, um, you know, in a different country that may need you know just creating that expansion in mindfulness right it's just um just saying things out loud because it's what my brain is on like, you know um, <laughs> but um seriously uh, you're doing thank great you. work you and um thank you thank you and anything last words that you may want to share for the listeners that you think may um, be to be heard
1: yeah just to um as much as possible or whenever you're reminded, just come back to the present moment, just to to be in your senses, where and and you don't have to sit to meditate. But maybe if you're driving, just feel the the steering wheel, or if you're walking, feel feel your feet, or or listen to the birds, and you know do that constantly. Just those little moments, and and come back to to the present, let go of the past and let go of the future. And then you'll feel like, ah, this feels so much better. And by doing that, then, you know, you'll start coming back for longer and longer periods of time back to the present and you'll feel more at home. And, you know, you'll be letting go of, of the wandering mind that just creates so much problems by going into the past or the future mm-hmm. and you just you know right. you'll feel better more at peace less stressed so just right do those do those tiny little things
0: yes yes beautiful thank you for that and um adding to that how do you i don't feel how do you stay present the breath so just a reminder the breath is the secret. I always say that the breath is the secret. Um, so thank you again, Hector. Many blessings. You've been an angel, and I am. Oh, so I
1: really good. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here, Claudia. Uh,
0: if today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast. And share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember, the breath is the secret, and always lead with love.